The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, and this is pain.tv slash gold. Folks, how is everyone doing out there? Welcome to episode 72. I hope everybody is doing great. You had a chance to listen to episode 71. It was jam-packed, folks. We talked about a lot of stuff on there. The technocracy is surrounding us, folks. But you know what? This is turning out to be fantastic. Fantastic! I've been having a lot of conversations with folks out there that are listening to the show, some very educated people with a wide range of skill sets. And so I'm starting to work on lining up folks as guests on this show. And if I haven't gotten back to you yet, I apologize. I will do that soon. Trust me. Uh, just having a conversation back and forth with someone on pain.tv slash gold and direct message. And they had sent me a couple of pieces of constructive criticism. And um, I accept those. I like those. It helps me get better. So I wrote them back and I said, hey, you know what? I totally agree. It was something to do with some of the biology, the mental health stuff I was talking about. And I said, hey, if you have experience in this field, feel free to come on. The floor is yours. I want you guys to school me, to educate me. Uh, I want to expand my knowledge. And if you have hundreds of hours of research into a particular topic, as I do on certain topics, uh, come on and talk about it. Share that with the audience. Share that with the community. That's what we are here for in part. Uh, I don't have 100 hours, say, to research every single topic. Uh, you just don't have it even that, that many hours in a day or in your lifetime. So come on here and school me. So we had a back and forth discussion. I think it is going uh, fantastic to be honest and so hopefully this person is going to come on the show they have a very uh, deep background in a number of subjects they want to talk about solutions to the problems they want to talk about jury nullification which we had a discussion with uh, in regards to legal man and so I said hey come on here let's start talking about solutions I've been focused on trying to share what I've been doing in my personal life what my wife and I have been doing you guys are very well aware of this people have sent me emails by the way uh, wishing uh, my wife and I good luck with the birth and uh, praying for us and we truly appreciate that you're all so fantastic it's like a family over here the family of gold pillars and so we do appreciate that, and I have a show, a uh, whole week of shows set up, I mentioned to you, but I'm waiting for the uh, birth to happen first, where I'm going to bring on our doula, who is a wealth of knowledge, uh, at least one of our midwives, hopefully our uh, last our pediatrician, who is one of the last old school pediatricians, focuses on a holistic approach, possibly... 
our uh, homeopathy consultant, maybe a homeopathy doctor that we just got introduced to, one of the farmers who we've been buying all of our organic food from over the last several months and this way i can teach you uh about what we did how we withdrew from the rockefeller medical complex how we did it why we did it uh where we're going with that in the future and meet the people behind the wonderful team that we were able to put together folks to manage this home birth and to try to keep us out of the rockefeller medical complex system and so that's what i'm going to be doing here that's what we've been doing talking about small solutions that you can do in your personal life and so hopefully that person will come on and we i I said look i don't want to do a bulleted list on this show I would rather have you come on. We have an unplanned discussion, and let's see where it goes. Let's talk about things. Let's just war game ideas right on the show. And so it's interesting because there's another person who I've had uh, at least two. This might have been the third conversation. They have appeared on the Hotwire with Mike Moore over at Pain.tv an extension of the Thomas Paine podcast. If you're interested in the hot wire, you could sign up at pain.tv slash gold. That helps us out over here as well. But this person has appeared there. They were set to come on this show about a month or so ago, and then some stuff came up, and they have to be careful with what they discuss publicly because of the uh, job that they're in. But we just talked for two hours on the phone this afternoon about some ideas, some solutions, talking about jury nullification, talking about a public presentation that they are trying to uh, put together, which would feature various people from the Pain.TV network. Uh, Jim, who you know, wide awake on Twitter, who's going to be on the show November 4th. You know, Mike Moore, myself, this person, Maria Albanese, starting to put a presentation together on all the different elements that make up the future plans of the social engineering class. And each of us talk about different things. Obviously, I focus on the technocracy, on transhumanism, on building this prison planet matrix, while at the same time working to engineer humanity out of existence. Jim has been talking about the financial aspect of this cbdc uh the bank for international settlements which you'll get into on uh this show uh, on the dust and gold standard on november 4th you know mike talking about the scams and the schemes through his experience maria albanese talking about some of the stuff she does so it was a really good conversation i said to him at the end see we should have just recorded that and put it out to the public because we just touched on tons of subjects we were talking about homeschooling we were talking about jury nullification we were talking about uh, marxism we were talking about uh this person is really into prepping in a realistic fashion so we were talking about what his short-term goals are his long-term goals uh what happens if uh you know, crap hits the fan. What's he going to do? And so we're only a couple of years apart. And it was just a fascinating conversation. So I said, listen, you don't need to be totally prepared. Uh, get your stuff together and come on the show and let's just have this conversation over again. Don't worry. I'll throw different questions at you. We'll make it interesting. I mean, we were talking about Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, Joe Rogan. I mean, a really, really, really good conversation. And what came out of it is I had... 
told him that I had posed this question to Magdalene Rose when she was on as a guest, the young 22-year-old conservative who uh, has known Maria Albanese for a number of years, and Maria introduced me to her probably three or four years ago. And so I said to him, I had asked her what the 30-year plan was uh, by the so-called conservative movement or pro-American or liberty-loving folks, and she said they didn't have one. And so I said to him, listen, I told her the U.N. has a 2030 plan, a 2050 plan. Saudi Arabia has a 2030 plan. The World Economic Forum has plans going out for the next 50 years. Our enemies have plans. They have an illustration of what their future looks, uh, the future that they plan looks like. We need to have a plan. So when we're fighting against their plans, we also have to have something positive that we are presenting, a vision that we are presenting presenting you know freedom vision 2050 how are we going to get there what does it look like and i'm not just talking about you know winning a majority in the house and the senate now what does our plan look like if we are saying no to the technocratic transhumanist prison planet matrix metaverse system then what are we advocating for are we trying to change the vision of the entire world, the history of the whole, I mean, the future of the whole world? Or are we looking to promote a breakaway civilization where we live on a million acres in a half Amish style and we just want the technocratic transhumanists to leave us alone? Whatever it is, we have to come up with something like that. So I'm hoping a lot of these discussions will take place right here on the show um, rather than behind the scenes and be able to then either create some sort of a group inside of pain.tv slash gold or over on Telegram, however it may be, where we can start to have discussions about these things. Because uh, not the person I just talked to, but the one I mentioned before was saying to me, they really want to get into solutions because all these years, we just keep continuing to learn about all the horrible things that are happening. And in the end, we're just going to end up the most educated slaves ever in history. And, uh, you know, some of that I agree with. But the other thing is I believe you can't really come up with solutions unless you truly understand the problem. And you have to understand where it came from, uh, where we're at today, and where it's going. I always say that on this show. Now, you don't have to know everything, but you need to have an understanding of where we're going. And you can't know everything because I could sit here and dig for hours upon hours upon hours. And I try to cover a lot of stuff, a lot of topics on this show as related to technocratic transhumanism and the players behind it, the money behind it, the government power behind it, as you know. And I'm sure you've done research over the years. You're doing research now just by listening to this show and then probably digging on your own. So obviously we can't do that forever. But once we understand what their 2030, what their 2050 agendas look like, uh, and I believe it is going to be a hybrid of sort of a prison planet system, an AI-driven government, uh, a technocracy here in the natural world combined with sort of this cyber metaverse world that they'll have some people living in once you have a clear understanding of what that looks like then you can start to see all the technology being implemented today all the figureheads in charge of it all the oligarchs controlling the various sectors uh, then you start to recognize uh, that it's coming to life as we speak, and you're able to start to predict how long it's going to take them to get to that point, to whatever their utopia is. 
And then that gives you a certain amount of time to put your plan together and try to advocate for your plan. If you can wake people up to what is coming, then maybe you can start to come up with, hey, let's buy a million acres and let's go build a new civilization or let's all move to a certain state and try to overthrow that state government, take that over, build a wall around that state. I mean, there's there's things that can be done, but they all involve, you know, organization, financial backing, uh, leaders, there's going to have to be leaders that want to lead this. Uh, otherwise, what happens is, I believe we, we can do these things in our personal lives. I can take where I live right now and continue to build these vegetable gardens around my house and try to isolate myself and then with a goal of either moving out to Poland in a rural area on 10 acres and or having 10 acres in a place like Tennessee or South Carolina or Florida or West Virginia, wherever that may be, and uh, build my own homestead. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I might be able to survive without being bothered by the government for 10 years, 15 years, but I know that's not going to end up being something that insulates my coming child. And so at some point, a large portion of people, a large number of people are going to have to organize or going to have to come together uh, as some sort of a collective to build that on a grander scale. I don't believe we're going to change everyone's minds. At the same time, I struggle with the fact that, um, you know, a reality of having to be the leader and then force other people that don't want to live under my system to have to live under my system because then I'm no different than them. But at the same time, it's about survival, right? So I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I want to start having these discussions on solutions, solutions on things you could do in your personal life, and then solutions on things we can do together. So those are definitely going to be conversations coming up here. And some of this stuff, folks, tends to be theoretical, but at some point, someone is going to have to grab these things by the horns, these bulls by the horns, and run with them and turn them into a reality. Otherwise, the solutions that you discuss just become topics of conversation again. It's like someone who has 25 business ideas, but they never actually go and execute and build one. You know, 25 ideas for inventions, but they've never actually patented one. And so the solution game can become a problem as well because you just sit around and continue to war game without ever actually executing on these solutions. But we are going to work on that, folks. And I don't mind being someone who becomes the connective tissue between various of you uh, listeners out there. Maybe I bring a couple of you on at a time and we have these discussions uh, on solutions. So we're not always talking about the problem. And I'm 100% on board with that folks i'm also 100 on board with taking a short break i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I am Dustin Gold. All right, folks, another, uh, just a quick thing here on jury nullification, because several of you have actually reached out to me on jury nullification, and then some people out of legal man's community reached out to me because they heard the interview I had with legal man, and I tried to uh, ask him some questions to provoke answers that were outside of what legal man normally talks about. I don't don't like to just... um, do interviews that regurgitate all the same things that that particular person talks about on their podcast. Uh, I'd like to try to mix it up a bit. And so with jury nullification, I asked him some questions related to sort of the real world instead of just a, uh, you know, theoretical discussion on jury nullification. Uh, And after I got done with that, it really inspired me to start reading about jury nullification. And then the next morning on the show, the day after that, I forget what episode it was, I started to talk about jury nullification for about an hour and gave you some information on some grassroots organizing I had done in the past. And so I'm about to try to set up um, a couple of shows, maybe an hour long each, whatever legal man could commit to, where I start to talk to him about jury nullification. With him being the professor, the legal scholar, the king philosopher of jury nullification, uh, introducing what Lysander Spooner has talked about, but then me taking it from the approach of a community organizer, a pro-freedom and liberty Saul Alinsky, let's say, and start to ask him all these details. Like if we were going to do this in real life, if we were going to try to carve out an area, a district, a county to do a test pilot on jury nullification, education, and try to spark a movement how would that work? And so I'm going to try to uh, see if he's willing to do that. I had mentioned it before, and then other things came up. So I am going to try to do that and see if we could end up building a community on pain.tv slash gold or on Telegram or something where we can get people interested in talking about how to move forward with the jury nullification test pilot again i don't mind being the connective tissue i obviously can't take on leading a thousand projects i would never have time and i would spread myself so thin we would be successful at none of these but as far as being the person who sparks the conversation and connects people i am definitely willing to uh, play that role And so I'm going to start trying to push forward with that and see if I can get him to commit to those conversations. And he's got a pretty big group, pretty active group on Telegram. You could check that out. I think the group is Legal Man, the Quash. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people going back and forth and arguing inside there because we have a really hard time on our side actually agreeing on anything. Uh, And then it makes it very difficult to move forward with actually trying to become activists and move these ideas forward into the real world and out of the classroom. But we'll see if we can figure out how to get something going with that because a lot of you have been reaching out about this. Seem to be very interested. Apparently, there's a trial going on right now. Uh, One of the people I want to bring on as a guest 
had mentioned that. I think a couple people might have mentioned it uh, where jury nullification came up. So hopefully we'll have those discussions and we'll be able to move this conversation forward. All right, that's it on that, folks. What I'm going to do now is I, I want to return to this discussion we started at the end of episode 71 on Curtis Yarvin and Peter Thiel. And the reason why I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm not going to go into total depth on this, but I have to give you a few more pieces. And we're going to finish up this Vox article because I'm starting to do additional research into Peter Thiel. As you know, we spent several episodes on him, but he is instrumental in moving this technocracy and transhumanism forward. And so it's always interesting to poke into some of his henchmen. And uh, Peter Thiel is a very interesting character, as Joe Allen, who writes about technocracy and transhumanism for uh, Steve Bannon has said to me personally that Peter Thiel is complicated, therefore he hasn't touched him yet. There's nothing complicated about Peter Thiel. I mean, everything about him is out there, and you could see that he has billions of dollars in government contracts, and he's helping build a prison planet. He has talked openly about Christianity and transhumanism being very similar because they both offer immortality. He's been funding the Singularity Movement going back to 2006. He has multiple companies he's invested in that seek out immortality. He is a transhumanist. Um, I said he supports singularity. He's involved with the government like up to his eyeballs, actually up to the top of his head. So there's nothing really complicated about Peter Thiel. Uh, it's just your, people's willingness to talk about him. But he has money spread so far and wide, you never know who's actually backed by him, uh, who's connected to somebody backed by him. And so he pulls a lot of strings. And I'm not accusing anyone of this, but if you are going to talk about technocracy and transhumanism, but you are afraid to talk about Peter Thiel or his henchmen, then it tells me that you're either not serious about this uh you haven't fully enlightened yourself to this or you are connected to some networks that are probably influenced or funded by peter thiel and so i am a tiny tiny show but i'd love to have peter thiel on if he would come on and talk about this kind of stuff and don't worry folks it won't be like joe rogan i will not make it sound cool and hip to be a technocratic transhumanist, to force a uh, fascist prison planet system on people, or to talk about uh, having people upload their consciousness to the technocrats' cloud so that they could be immortal, godlike superhumans. No, no, no. Uh, that is not how the conversation would go. But we are not big enough to get Peter Thiel, folks. But if that ever happened, it would be a very interesting conversation. And over the next... You know, 75 episodes, we're at 72 now. I will be so up to speed, I would be able to debate anyone on these topics, you know, from A to Z. Because that is uh, part of my goal, is to make myself the expert on our side of this fight to preserve humanity, or at least to find the people who want to remain natural humans and be able to break away into a new civilization and leave these people to mutilate themselves and upload their brains to some cloud. All right, so I want to finish this 
because I'm going to work my way back to the transhumanist papers that I found that are very important. And then I'm going to finish up on James Giordano. And we're going to kind of move the military and brain initiative and stuff like that to the side as we start to get into the next chapter. Uh, there's some more stuff we have to explore. There are some papers I have been digging up on the beginnings of technocracy. I think it's important to study those because we'll be able to look at what the plans were going back to 1919 and being able to see how far these guys have gotten. With technology, they are moving at warp speed, literally. And so it's important to understand this stuff, uh, as we'll also be bringing in these discussions on solutions that I mentioned earlier. And I'm always going to even push back against people offering solutions because we have to be realistic about the solutions as well. Again, you have things you can do personally, like I talk about and others talk about, and then we have things we can do as a group. But we have to come together and have an agreement on where we're going to go with this, what we're actually doing. So I will push back on the solutions as well and play the devil's advocate and try to figure out uh, how we could actually be realistic and maybe find some big solution project, maybe something like jury nullification, where we could come together, start pooling our resources and figuring out if we can actually move forward with an idea like that. And one of the guests that uh, the gentleman I talked to today for a couple hours uh, has some ideas uh, as well on how he wants to do outreach to uh, people, some businessmen he believes that are not actually part of this, but they just don't understand what's actually happening. They really don't understand our enemy and believes that if we could put a solid presentation together covering everything from you know, the plans coming out of the UN to the plans for the financial system uh, to the plans on technocracy, on transhumanism, that we will be able to possibly make some allies. You remember, folks, I frame it here that this is a war on humanity itself. It is a war to engineer humanity out of existence. Now, it's going to take them a while to get from A to Z. There are various bridges they have to cross. They're building some of those bridges now, but those bridges will eventually be demolished as they get to their final uh, solution, we'll call it, the final solution, which is the engineering of humanity out of existence. And I'm pretty sure there are people that might even seem to be corrupt that don't really know that this is the plan. And if they knew this was the plan and we could show them proof that this was the plan and show them the people and the money and the technologies behind this and show them the bankers that are involved, uh, how they're bribing the scientists and engineers to get on board with this, then maybe, just maybe, you might be able to get some money behind fighting back against this. Look, I'm the first one to say that there are no billionaires that are on our side in this battle. And to think that there's a billionaire who's going to come in and save us is just to be completely naive. But as Legal Man has so brilliantly pointed out, in the founding of our country, there were wealthy people who were on the side of funding the revolution and the rhetoric behind the revolution because those people were fighting back against the king. And in the case that we're in today, the wealthy people are on board with the king. But 
Could we wake up some people that are not billionaires that are wealthy? Are there still some self-made people that didn't completely sell their soul to Satan or to the system? There has to be some out there. Not everyone could be promised immortality or whatever it is these technocratic transhumanists use to bribe people. Yes, it's a combination of the carrot and the stick. You know, a combination of bribery and blackmail and threats. Uh, you, you know, you could be rich if you stick with us. If you don't, we're going to kill your family. I mean, that's pretty much how they do it. But there has to be people that are not sociopathic, narcissistic, psychopath serial killers that if they understood if they could see the proof in a concise hour presentation that this is what's actually happening and we have some people that were insiders who have worked within the system people like mike moore who have been in the system and out of the system that have a decent resume and credibility through the eyes of these people remember it's all through the eyes of the beholder And these people understand that this is an orchestrated effort to enslave humanity uh, and to then eventually engineer humanity out of existence. Who knows? Who knows? We might be able to get some of those people on our side because at the end of the day, I don't believe that they want to be engineered out of existence. I don't believe that they're all sociopaths who are willing to throw their kids or grandkids to the wolves. I mean, the ones that are obviously are on the side of evil the ones who aren't maybe just don't realize what the truth is and if you show them what this world's going to look like 30 years from now the world their grandkids are going to have to grow up in maybe just maybe you can get some of these people on your side when i get back curtis yarvin ladies and gentlemen i am dust to go with the dust and gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 